Before you watch the totality of this episode, I want you to get out your phone. I want you to go to your contacts list and go through each name on that list. And relative to each name on that list, I want you to ask yourself the question, do I feel like I have to placate this person? Before you go ahead and do that, I'm going to explain what placation is. To placate someone is to make a person less hostile or to prevent potential hostility by doing something that appeases them. To understand placation, all you need to think of is a hostile situation. For example, a restaurant gives a refund to a customer who threatens to write a bad review. A civilian in wartime pretends to be a member of the opposite side so as to not get killed. It is essentially any action taken with the specific intention of calming or preventing hostility. This means placation can be done in a situation where hostility is already present or where it is preemptively done because hostility is anticipated. I'm going to give you some examples of how this might play out in your day-to-day -day life in a normal person's life. It's getting somebody a present so that they don't turn against you. It's giving somebody a compliment because something that you've said caused them to react as if you were insulting them. And in order to avoid all of the consequences of having insulted them, you compliment them instead. It's making sure that you get your assignment done on time and better than anybody else, specifically because you want to avoid any kind of a backlash from your bosses. It's changing your plans to attend something because you're afraid that if you don't attend something, that friend is going to disown you or reject you or whatever else it is. It's putting yourself down so other people don't see you as a threat. It's making sure that you're completely silent and never take any of the attention away from somebody in order to prevent them turning into an antagonist. It's telling lies in order to avoid being ostracized. Also, this is another really good one. It's constantly checking in with the people in your life to make sure you're still on good terms with them because you don't ever want to wander into the scary territory of being an adversary. Placation is going to always come with this sense of tension and stress and fear in the body. It's an intense form of social pressure. But most people get a little bit confused about this. They're like, wait a minute, I don't know how to tell the difference between placation and doing something nice for someone. Because so much of placation mimics or resembles us giving loving gestures to somebody. Or doing something that's actually going to establish you know, social connection and closeness. Here's how to tell. With placation, there's always this background sensation that if you don't do whatever it is you're going to do, there will be a consequence. So that's very different, drastically different than I'm doing this thing because I want connection, or I'm doing this thing because I like that feeling of closeness, or I'm doing this thing because I love seeing you happy. Those are very different emotional signatures than I'm doing this thing because I'm terrified that if I don't, fill in the blank happens. Okay, so keeping all of this in mind, keeping in mind that feeling of background fear, that perception that if you don't do something to establish rapport with this person or appease this person in some way, that the result's going to be hostility, I want you to look through your contacts list on your phone now. Do that exercise, asking yourself the question, do I feel like I have to appease this person? And then turn back on this video. Welcome back. What did you find out after doing this exercise? Are you really connecting with people? Are you really loving people? Or are you mostly placating them? Are you doing what you're doing to avoid social consequences? Are you feeling safe and secure in your relationships? Or do you feel like being honest and authentic means that automatically you lose the people in your life and you have instant enemies? 
Some of you are probably feeling really relieved right now that we were able to name this issue in your life, right? You're like, oh, that's why I'm under so much stress and pressure. This is why my relationships feel like crap. Others of you probably feel like puking right about now. <laughs> yeah, that's all normal. So at this point, some of you are asking, why the hell did I not recognize this pattern so as to be able to directly name it? The reason is because you have become completely accustomed to living in an atmosphere of danger. You are so accustomed to it that you're like a fish who's so accustomed to water, they don't even really recognize that there's any difference. Don't listen to what so many psychologists and social experts say about family dynamics, because so many of them say that dysfunctional families are the rarity. They're actually not. Dysfunctional families and dysfunctional relationships are in fact the norm of the human species at this particular point in time. The reason that most people don't know this, even the experts, is because they're also acclimatized to things that are highly dysfunctional, but that they don't identify yet as dysfunctional. Any more, by the way, than we identified it as dysfunctional to have heads on spikes in the 1500s. So I want you to get it through your head that most families actually are living in a dysfunctional dynamic. Most relationships are taking place in a dysfunctional dynamic because human beings have not currently transcended narcissism. I also have to say, unfortunately slash fortunately, the more conscious you become, the more dramatically aware of this you're going to become. In a dysfunctional family or in a dysfunctional relationship, there is a subconscious principle that governs the group or pair, every man for himself. You can literally boil all the behaviors belonging to all the people who are part of a dysfunctional social system, such as manipulating, intimidating, triangulating, punishing, codependent strategies and narcissistic strategies, and yes, this includes placating to this. Everyone must find their own creative strategies to meet their own needs and to avoid harm in an environment where it is a guarantee that no one is going to take your best interests as a part of their own. It is the opposite of a safe and authentic relationship. A dysfunctional relationship is a relationship or a series of relationships that takes place in an atmosphere of hostility or the constant threat of hostility. Here's the thing. There's all kinds of words and actions and things that cover up this truth, which is something that makes the actual dynamics taking place in a social system so incredibly difficult for people to get out of and identify. It's like a walking gaslight. By the way, if you would like to understand more about this, you can watch my video to this quite literally titled Gaslighting. It's really important to understand. But what I mean by this is that in a dysfunctional family dynamic or in a dysfunctional social group, there's going to be all kinds of things that cover up the truth of that dysfunction. For example, you've got this whole dynamic going underneath everything where I'm not going to meet your needs, I'm not going to take your best interests as part of my best interests. In fact, I'm only acting on my own behalf. However, what's going to be said on the surface is, I love you so much. We are such a close family. We're always there for each other in the end. And also, People are complicated, right? They're not usually only displaying negative behaviors. So it's a dad who slaps you one second and then helps you get into college the next second. So <laughs> it takes a great deal of awareness to transcend the gaslighting taking place that covers over dysfunctional dynamics within a social group. Humans are a socially dependent species. And don't think that that's just because for millions of millions of years, Literally not being wanted and needed by a tribe meant death. Woo! Um, we're still relationally dependent. 
Like, I really wish that there was a lot of scientists and a lot of psychologists who really got this. It's not something that ended because we transcended the cave days. This is a reality for a physical human today. First, because if you take a tiny baby today and you lay him on a sidewalk outside, that thing's gonna die. A tiny child is gonna die. I mean, really, the point at which a human being evolves to the degree that they could technically physically exist without other humans, technically, if physicality was all that mattered, <laughs> it's like a long time, all right? So let's start with that. Second thing is, it doesn't matter whether you're a child or adult. For a physical human, there are so many needs. I mean, actual needs. This is things that are required for a person to thrive that revolve around the need for others, the connection belonging with other people. So we are a relationally dependent species. It is as dumb for us to try to transcend that as it is to tell a fish, you really need to get to a point in your awareness and growth process that you really don't need to be in a school, you know, because like, it's dysfunctional. We have to stop this dynamic. So what creates this whole thing around placation is the fact that we are a relationally dependent species. But this means we're in a serious double bind when the very thing we need to survive and thrive is the very thing that we perceive as being hostile or potentially hostile to us. It means we have to develop strategies to stay aligned with and wanted by people who we feel could turn against us on a dime if we do anything to displease them. I'm not going to gaslight you today. You don't live in a society and in a world today that is socially safe. The reality is that most people have not evolved to a point where they can fully comprehend the concept of oneness. Most people are still operating from a narcissistic viewpoint, even people who say that they're not. Most people are not at a place where they understand that they actually need each other. And that means everyone, not just I need these people, but definitely not those people. In fact, it'd be better if they just vanished, you know? Because of this, most people are actually doing things only for their own best interest and they're not even aware of it. What this means is you are absolutely going to run into people in this world who put you in a position to have to placate. Meaning it's not just your psychology. It's not just some weird thing you've got with the fear of social consequence. It's that you're literally going to get a social consequence, and some of those are quite severe. I mean, your entire government in the world today is set up specifically so a civilian placates the government. <laughs> so what I mean by that is I don't want you to gaslight yourself into thinking that this is just something that's wrong with you. The entire world is set up around placation. But until we become conscious of this, I can tell you the world is never going to shift relative to placation. And we're going to be living in a world where we have to placate people constantly. That means we're going to live in an atmosphere of fear of consequences constantly. Until we make placation conscious, we will be staying in relationship arrangements that we shouldn't, living inauthentic and dishonest lives that are out of alignment with our own integrity, Placating in situations where placation is not actually required because hostility is something that is being protected, and we will be doing it in subconscious, deterministic ways, rather than conscious ways that are effective. If placation is your norm, then you're a person who stays in unsafe relationships. You're a person who perpetuates them. Quite frankly, for a lot of you, when you look at this, you're going to realize that one of the reasons you're staying in these relationships is because it's actually unsafer to leave. <laughs> but you're doing all of this instead of creating relationships that are safe and finding people who are equally dedicated to creating safe relationships. To learn more about this, watch my video titled How to Create a Safe Relationship.
If placation is your norm, to be completely frank with you, honesty is not going to be one of your first priorities, even if you think it is. You're going to be a person who is not living in alignment with your integrity, who is totally not authentic, who is dishonest a lot, because there's consequences or perceived consequences for the authenticity, for the honesty, and for you staying in integrity with yourself. Basically, integrity, dishonesty, and inauthenticity will be your way of placating people and you will self-sacrifice constantly. Or, here's the alternative, you will be walking a tightrope in a minefield trying to somehow placate people into becoming okay with your truth so you don't have to sacrifice your best interests completely. For this reason, you would benefit by watching my videos titled How to Be Authentic, Integrity, What is Integrity and How to Build Integrity, and Self-Sacrifice, the Most Self-Centered Thing in the World. If placation is your norm, then you most likely grew up in a situation where you perceived hostility everywhere around you. Placation was your only way of staying safe in your childhood environment, and as a result, now you actually project this atmosphere of hostility, or identity of hostility, onto the people in your life, maybe even in situations where it doesn't actually exist. This dynamic is most noticeable when you're around people who you perceive as having more power than yourself, such as authorities. But it puts everyone around you in a lose-lose situation, because the people around you may not actually be hostile, and you may not actually be risking hostility at all by being authentic, or by you know, doing any number of things that you're afraid of doing because of social consequences. However, because you have put them in that role and projected that onto them, you're basically essentially casting them in the role of villain when they're not. If placation is your norm, you're not even going to be conscious that you're doing it. All that's going to happen is inside you, you're going to feel this stress and this tension and this perceived threat. You may not even be like really aware of what that threat actually is. It's just that feeling of fight or flight mode and of pressure. And then what you're going to do is go into the placation autopilot. It means that you're experiencing a parts takeover. That is that one element of your consciousness, which does not actually represent the totality of you, takes over your entire personality structure and just does whatever it does. You're going to do things to appease the other person or calm down potential or existing tension subconsciously. You're going to placate using the same strategies you learned in your early childhood. When you do this, there's no room for actual free will and actual choice. So when you stop to realize, wait a minute, I can consciously see that I'm in this mode where I'm starting to placate or am about to placate in a situation. All of a sudden you have access not only to awareness, but to free will and to choice. It's at this point that you can then say, wait a minute, do I actually have to placate in this situation? What's the reality of the situation? If not, you're not going to placate. If so, you can deal with it consciously. This might include finding effective placation strategies or finding ways to release resistance to and becoming okay with the social consequence that the other person's giving you or potentially will give you. You can also decide what to do according to your own personal truth with the fact that you have somebody in your life where you have to placate them. I mean, what position in your life do they belong in? Do you want somebody who's part of your close intimate family who you have to placate all the time? Where do they belong in your life? What needs to happen if that's the case? You get the drift. We all know that when we become conscious of something, it changes the way that we go about dealing with a situation. We're no longer caught in that automatic trap. One thing that you can realize that will completely change your relationship's placation is to realize that it is in fact a narcissistic strategy. What I mean by that is that if you're placating, 
you're not actually doing the things you're doing for the other person. You're doing it to stay safe. And that's a strategy that's done for one person, one person only, and that's you. And I know that there are those of you who are going to say, no, I'm doing it for the benefit of other people too, because I have to play Kate and Morgan. They're going to hurt somebody I love. And you're convincing yourself, right, that this is not a narcissistic strategy because of that. But it is because you are the things you identify with. Even if you're defending somebody or something, most likely it's because you're identified with them. So defending them is still doing something for you. So placation is a narcissistic strategy. For example, if I'm getting you this gift so that you don't bite my head off or so that there's this rapport so I can avoid the feeling of you becoming an antagonist, I just did that for me. I didn't give you that gift for your benefit. I'm not doing it because it makes me feel good to see you happy. I can try to convince myself of that, but let's be real honest about the motive. The motive is self-centered. Why is this important? Not only is it important because placators love to think that they're really, really selfless. And therefore, there's a social glue to it that really shouldn't exist. It's also because if you get into that modality, you are actually operating from the old paradigm, which is it's every man out for himself. So what you need to remember is if you're placating, you are doing things that some other parts of you might do to show love or to connect, but there is fear present. Your motive for doing it is to calm down hostility or avoid hostility. You are doing it out of the fear that there will be a consequence if you don't do it. Or you are not doing it out of the fear that there will be a consequence if you do do it. This is one of the reasons why it is so incredibly important to be very conscious about what your actual motives are. Unfortunately, this is going to force you into a position of really admitting to areas where you don't want to admit to it because admitting to it would make you feel like you're a really bad person. To understand more about this, I want you to watch my video that is titled Self-Concept, The Enemy of Awakening. Another element that I'm going to have to add here is that there is a shadow lurking within the being of people who placate, and that's a lack of self-worth. People who have a pattern of placating are smart enough to realize something, and it's this. People really only are able to turn hostile towards you when they don't perceive that they need or want something that you have to give them or something that you are. For example, if somebody really loves your company, they're not going to really have motive to get in a conflict, are they? They're going to have motive to stay in alignment with you. If somebody has some contacts you need or a job you need to get, are you likely to enter into a hostile situation with them or is there going to be a motive to find resolution immediately? Exactly. So what a person who placates has noticed is that we tend to, people tend to, not enter into hostility with people whom we value. This obviously creates a little bit of a problem, doesn't it? Because it means that if we grew up in a hostile environment where people chose hostility, the underlying message is they didn't really want us or need us or recognize our value, did they? And if they don't recognize it in us, why should we recognize it in ourselves? Maybe it doesn't exist. If you have a pattern of placation, you feel that you have to be the one who does the placating in every relationship because no one recognizes your value, and so they don't perceive themselves to need or want you, and so they lack the motive to stay in alignment and close and on good terms with you. You personalized the hostility of your environment as being a comment on your own value and worth. For this reason, it's going to benefit you to watch my video titled the value realization, a realization that can completely change your self-worth.
And seeing how most of you will have gotten this idea about your self-worth from trauma in your childhood, the good news is, is that I've created a process for this. It's called the completion process. If you want to learn how to do this process so you can heal the trauma that caused this terrible self-worth that you've got, then you can pick up a copy of my book that is quite literally titled The Completion Process. Alternatively, you can seek a practitioner on www.completionprocess.com and select one of those practitioners to help lead you through this process. If your social life is about placating, it's a really huge issue. Because if you look at life and you ask yourself, what is life? Life is nothing but relationships. So if all you're doing in your relationships is doing things because of the terrible fear you have about not doing them or doing them because there's going to be some social consequence. That means your life is stress, your life is tension, your life is fear, your life is constant pressure. That's not much of a life. It's not a life if all you are is stressed, tense, fearful, exhausted, inauthentic, dishonest, with thousands of pounds of pressure, wondering why you're not okay. It's not a life for your life to be a non-stop assessment and obsession over whether you need to smooth anything over to prevent potential hostility. There are always going to be people, a few of them, who really don't mind putting you in a situation to have to placate them. However, most people on Earth don't want their relationships to be relationships where people are constantly just placating them. That means, actually, this time, you guys, celebrate! This time, the odds are in your favor! that if you bring up this dynamic to the consciousness of the people in your life, they're going to want to be on board with you to make it so that you don't have to placate them and they don't have to placate you. Most people are going to want to transcend this pattern of placation. The ability to placate is an important social skill. However, placation should not be a relationship style, and that is what it is becoming or has been in the human race. Placation is a relationship style. That's no relationship at all. You're going to need to rearrange your social life according to what your personal truth is relative to being around people who you need to placate. Okay, we're not talking about situations where you project. We're talking about situations where you actually need to placate. In my opinion, it should definitely not be your partner. It should definitely not be the people whom you consider family and friends. If you have people in your life where you feel like you have to placate them, Now's the time to have those serious heart-to-heart -heart conversations about it with them directly so that you can come up with strategies to get out of that dynamic. Here's the good news and bad news. Having that conversation in and of itself is going to tell you who you need to placate and who you don't. Pay attention to your posture. Notice those feelings of resentment, stress, obligation, anger, sadness, and frustration when you think about doing something to establish rapport with someone else. You can use those painful feelings as an alarm bell alerting you to the fact that you are in placation mode. One thing that you can do is be committed to directly naming and talking about it when you go into this placation mode. For example, whenever you're wandering into this land of feeling like you're going to risk hostility and are about to go into the land of social unsafety, you can say something like this. I'll just give you an example. I'm really afraid that right now I'm about to placate you. Because I'm afraid that if I say no to going to your party instead of say yes, you're going to tell yourself it's because I don't care about you, and then you're going to turn against me. Voicing that you're placating and voicing what your fear is opens up the floor for people to have a conscious conversation around how to switch that dynamic. So you're not just self-sacrificing, as if that exists, <laughs> self-sacrificing, 
in order to stay in alignment with someone. And remember, if you are committed to ending this pattern of placation, you need to ask yourself the following questions. How can I make people feel safe with me? How can I make people feel like they don't have to placate me? The human ego is so incredibly sensitive that creating a safe conversation that's an honest one is a difficult task to master. However, there is no option than to try to master it, is there? So. My hope is that all of us, all of you who are watching this video, can try to master the art of honest and open communication. Honest being the key here. Trying to make it as safe as we possibly can for the other person so that we can arrange a dynamic where we're no longer living in placation mode. If we are not willing to do this, we will be having relationships that are painful and not real. And that is exactly what a relationship based on placation is. Painful and not real. Placation is currently a relationship style on the planet Earth. Most people believe that the way to have a good relationship is to placate others. Most people put others in a position where they will create social consequence if a person does not placate them. They're just not conscious that they're doing it. But my question for you today is, is this the kind of relationships we want to have? Is this the kind of society we want to perpetuate? Is this the world we want to create? Have a good week. If you liked this video, be sure to share it, like it, and also subscribe to my channel so you can see more content like this. But I want to personally thank you for taking the initiative and having the bravery to step into the space of awareness, not only for yourself, but for the benefit of those around you.